When I was a little kid, I was always one of those that overthink about everything. I'll give you an example. I grew up in China, and part of the education system was focused on patriotic education. So I remember our teachers always told us that we were the successor of the communist cause. I must have been six or seven. It was in grade one, grade two in primary school, and that statement confused me so much. Because what is a communist cause? What is communist? Why am I the successor? Who am the successor to? Do I need to prepare myself for something?、Uh, would I know what to do once I'm leading the cause? And who do I lead it with? You know, these are the questions that just kept going and going in my brain, but nobody explained them to me. I don't think our teachers ever bother to tell us what communism is, so I remain confused, just like how I was confused about many things that adult told us to do, but didn't really give reasons for why do you have to do them. It wasn't until much later in life, like after I grew up and became adults, and I was talking to my friends who also grew up in China under the same education system. And that's when I realized nobody else thought that much about that simple statement the teacher said. Everyone kind of just accepted it the way it is. So the reason I told you that story is because I want you to know that I think a lot. I think all the time about everything that happens in my life. Many of those thoughts don't really lead to anything productive. Or any conclusive outcome in life, but I still find many of those thoughts pretty interesting. So I think this podcast would be about some of the things that happen to me in my life and the thoughts that I have about them. Maybe you will find some of them interesting too, and then we can talk about it. That would be pretty neat. So yeah. I will start the podcast by talking about my 2023. As many of you guys already know, it hasn't been the best two years in terms of economy for the tech industry, and that's where I used to work. So early this year, there has been a reorg in my company, and as the result of that, our project, the project that my whole team. Worked on was cancelled. Everyone on the team was let go. I remember when I first heard about the news, I felt a great sense of relief, and then happiness. I know this is not one of those layoff story that you were expecting, so let me backtrack a little bit. I grew up in China. Until the age of fourteen, and I was raised by my grandparents when my parents were really busy with working. So I haven't been able to go back home to China for five years because of COVID nineteen, and the last time I went back was because my grandpa passed away. 
It was a very hard period of my life, and when the country's border finally opened in 2023, early 2023, I remember I was really happy, but I was also really stressed out because I didn't think I had enough vacation days to go back home. In fact, every time I went back home to China, I always wish I could have stayed longer. Even though sometimes it was a three-week vacation, the goodbyes at the airport were the worst. God knows how much longer my grandma would be alive for, and my mom is aging. So is everyone else in the family. I just wanted to have more quality time with them, and COVID has not made it easy. So that was that. In addition to that. I was also not in the most mentally healthy state, living at where I was living in, for reasons that I might go into in the future. And I was also not the most physically healthy, and I will definitely go into that in the future episodes too. But both my mind and my body wanted some sort of change, whether it was change in location. In what I do every day, or just the tempo of my life, I felt I was pushed. I was pushed by life to go forward with this nine-to-five job, and I couldn't stop. So when the layoff happened, I was overwhelmed with joy. I was thinking, I can be free now. I, I thought about all the things I could do. I could go to China. Finally, I could spend months there, just finally spending the quality time I always wanted with my family. I could also put a pause on my life. I had enough savings for a little bit of gap, and I can finally use this time to reevaluate and really think about what do I want to do next. Somehow, none of these. Are the options that were available to me when I had a job? So I remember that day when we were told about the layoff news. I went for a hike in the afternoon. I went to top of a hill, and I just danced on the top of the hill, and I sang, and I danced for a really long time. I never dance in life. I remember I've never. Being that energetic for years, it was almost as if there was so much blocked energy that was inside of my body, and on that day, all of that blocked energy came out at once. So I want to talk about that. Why didn't I quit if I were going to be this happy without a job? In fact, I remember before the layoff happened, there were already rumors within the team about that, and I was thinking, "Not me, not me! Don't let it be me." I never thought that this would be the way I feel. Why didn't I know? I always knew myself. I was good at knowing myself. I have good problem-solving skills and. Analysis skills, 
when it comes to life. Sometimes I will have a spreadsheet of the pros and cons of a hard decision, and I would add up the pros and add up the cons and compare them. And that's oftentimes how I make a decision, and that's how I know I want it. But this reaction of dancing on top of a hill was not something that my spreadsheet could have predicted in a thousand years. It would have been totally wrong. So I thought about this for a really long time, but I didn't really get anywhere. Anyways, after the layoff, I first went to Tahoe. And I snowboarded for a few weeks, and after that, I bought a one-way ticket to China. I spent five months there. I did a lot of traveling with family and by myself. I got to know my mom in a way that I never did before, which was interesting, and so did she. But most surprisingly, I. Got into Chinese medicine and Eastern philosophy. Mind you that I was always someone that believed in the scientific methods. I'm sorry, I still do. I am someone that believes in the scientific methods and peer-reviewed publications. A lot of my family members are doctors in China, but they were all Western medicine doctors. So all of this is really, really different from. What I knew and how I was brought up, and yet, it pretty much rewired my whole brain. I took an online class on traditional Chinese medicine. It was four months long, between May to September. The course itself focused on diagnosis,、uh, external treatments like. Massaging, moxibustion, and acupuncture,、uh, and also herbal medicine. I know a lot of this stuff can be obtuse, can seem esoteric, and people feel that way because it's very different from how modern humans think, how modern society functions. We humans are very successful species, and it's because we were taught by school to learn the process of logical thinking, to apply logical thinking to problem solving, and many of us also apply that framework to life planning. But sometimes, it doesn't always give you the right answer, like what happened in this layoff event. So to practice Chinese medicine, you have to learn how to temporarily shut down the logical part of your brain, to shut down the thoughts, the thoughts that usually give a pretty good answer to all the questions you have for life. So once you shut that down, what's left behind? You know how many people like to say. Follow your heart. I never understood that. It always felt like this magical spell that people just cast around, and it would magically make their problems go away. But nobody ever gave instructions about that. 
how do you follow your heart? I know where my heart is anatomically. I don't think it says much. I don't think it says anything actually compared to my head. And even if I want to, like, how do I listen to it? What do people mean by that? So by now, you probably have guessed it way faster than my speed of realization. That's what my problem was. I was suffering because my mind told me things that my heart couldn't handle. My mind told me that I needed a 9-to-5 job. I need to have income. I need to have the safety net. And nobody will hire someone that has a random gap on their resume. But because I didn't know to listen to my heart, I didn't know it has something to say, my heart couldn't tell me that this is not what it wanted. I was suffering and I didn't know it. And I think when the layoff happened, that was the peak of dissonance between my mind and my heart. So when reality took all of the things that my mind cared about, when it took all of that away, my mind was like, okay, let's go to China. And that was a feeling that was lost for years. It was a feeling that my mind finally set on the same thing that my heart wanted. Looking back, I should have been thankful that my mind didn't try to tell me to keep going, to look for another job. I don't think my heart could have handled that. So anyways, circling back, that was precisely what learning Eastern philosophy and Chinese medicine enabled me to do, to listen to my heart better. For someone who relies so heavily on my brain for my whole life, I now have an instruction manual to access the part of me that's not just my mind. It actually goes by many names, heart, body, instinct, Tao, and many more depending on what school philosophy or religion you have. Oh, there's so much to share about this, everything I learned in the past few months, and I can't wait. But I think I will end it here for now. And until next time.